When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Jonathan here with the Score North download. You can join Score North tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on right here on scorenorth.com and the free Score North mobile app. For Loon Night in Minnesota, the MLS season may be temporarily on hold, but that doesn't mean we can't support our loons. Grab your favorite scarf, put on your best kit, and join us as we replay Minnesota United's 2019 7-1 win over FC Cincinnati tomorrow night at 7 p.m. right here on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the free Score North mobile app with the draft, the NFL draft, just a week away now. Daniel Jeremiah was speaking with Vikings.com, and he was asked what a dream first round would be for the Minnesota Vikings. Here's what he said a dream first round would be. I would say somehow Justin Jefferson from LSU uh, makes it to him at pick number 22. Somebody that can can play inside, can play outside. He's excellent down in the red zone. Uh, he's going to be a point producer for the team. That would be my perfect choice at 22. And then at 25, I'll say you have an opportunity to get a corner, and I'll go Jalen Johnson from Utah. Uh, Johnson was not really uh, challenged as much this year because of how well he played in 2018. But he's tough, he's feisty, he's competitive. He can find and play the ball. Uh, he'd be a great fit there in Minnesota. So that would be my dream scenario for the two picks for the Minnesota Vikings. That's been your Score North Download. Now back to Purple Daily. It is ridiculous that you played that. Because what? you just named a couple of guys who are on my list. Well, Daniel then Jeremiah. Perfect. Oh, no. I know. Uh, I guess uh, I have been listening a lot to Daniel Jeremiah and other draft people because I watch some of these people. And uh, I enjoy going and looking through, you know, their highlight reels and things like that and seeing a couple of full games on YouTube if I think that there's somebody that the Vikings might be able to get. But there's no way, after covering a real NFL season, to go and start grinding tape on 400 draft prospects or something. So the way my process is usually I read all of Daniel Jeremiah's, uh, he does these conference calls, and they send out a transcript. So I read those, I read Kuiper's mocks, and then I have a couple other people that I really like. I mentioned Derek Klassen, who comes on the show. He's really good. Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. So then I sort of gather all of that together and start to use a little bit of logic. All right, like what translates usually if... Um, they say, oh, okay, this player uh, really struggles with X's and O's, but my gosh, is he fast. Like, that's generally yeah. not going to be one of my guys uh, because that, that's, that's always questionable. So anyway, let me 
try to readjust quickly my list here to not include the two people that Daniel Jeremiah wrote because there are enough that I wrote down that I can that I can fix it here. So what must we're be doing, a good list, man. Must well, be a great list. I, I really struggled with it. I'll show Jonathan here because you and I are social distancing, not in the same room. See how many scratches I have on this That's on my on my list scratches, here. Yeah, yeah. I, it's the whole thing is just a mess. So you know you have me, a camera in front of you. You could show the camera. Too. Oh, okay. Here, the, uh, here you are. Anybody who's streaming. That's why you always go first. List. That's yes. why you always go first. Yeah, you always let everyone point. else go second. Always go first. In life in general, go first. By the Never way, go second. Always I, go first. I looked at uh, NFL.com's write-up on your guy, Lynn Bowden, and they compare him to uh, Randall Cobb in terms of like what he could be as just even a receiver. So Who also uh, went to Kentucky. He's somebody to watch. Maybe that's where the comparison comes yeah, from. So, yeah. All right, I'll start my list because we have some other things to get to here. Uh, I'm going to go Andrew Thomas is my yeah. first one. Don't overthink it, everyone. I like I it. I understand Mackay Becton is a massive, massive human being, and that's impressive to be that large. It sure is hard to get around you if you're that big. Uh, and he might be great, or he might be terrible. I have no idea. But Andrew Thomas, when you talk about somebody who dominated their competition against the best teams and is the most technically sound that's the guy that I want and has the, the athleticism that's plus, but he's not only here because of his athletic freakishness. It's because of his technique. That is what usually succeeds in the NFL. So don't overthink it, teams, and say, no, well, this guy at the combine, that guy at the combine, take Andrew Thomas first. You, you don't sound convinced on uh, Mekhi Becton. Well, you know, one of the things with Mekhi Becton, I have watched some of him, and it's hysterical how much bigger he is than the defensive ends who he's playing against it, in college. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it looks like a dad with his nine-year-old just, like, <laughs> pushing them over. But here's the thing about the NFL. They don't got any of those guys you can push over. Um, so it's all about technique. It's all about quickness, speed, moves, understanding of the game, like all those things. And he, I saw something where he only had, in terms of, like, true pass sets, like, takes a snap, drops back, throws a ball. Like, 73 of them in the whole season. Where he wasn't, you know, where it wasn't a screen or a run play or something else. And they moved him around. And it was a really weird situation. So, uh, we've seen guys like this be a big hit before and turn into uh, the guy from uh, Oklahoma, Orlando Brown. Just this yeah. massive, massive human. Yeah. But we've also seen it where... The, the real dudes in the NFL who have been around for 10 years, like Everson Griffin or something, just annihilate people like this. So yeah, I, I think he's more boomer bust. He could be great. He could be bad. I think Andrew Thomas is going to be a hit. Uh, instead of C.D. Lamb, who you took, or Justin Jefferson, who was mentioned in that clip, I'm going to go Michael Pittman. Um, Ooh, USC. USC. And you know why I like Michael Pittman is because, one, he's being touted as a route-running technician. He had over 100 catches at USC last year. And when he went to the combine, it was, you know, can he show that he's got the athleticism to really do it? Six foot four, 220. You know, sometimes, you, yeah, you see a lot of those guys bust, though, because everyone goes, ooh, six four, and we ignore a lot of other stuff. But he checks off those other boxes. So if the Vikings do not take a receiver in the first, I like him in the second. I think that is a great pick. I think he's a guy who is going to end up being, you know, he he can be your third receiver, uh, but I think he can come in and be your second receiver potentially. I mean, he, he has that kind of talent and that upside. There's a lot of rotation at quarterback at USC dealt with. I yeah. mean, this wasn't the USC of old where there was a lot of stability. So I think Michael Pittman will certainly prove a lot of people wrong. 
And for that reason, I don't like when I hear, and sometimes, you know, it turns out to be true, but I don't like when I hear, well, you see, the reason he didn't have catches was that they had bad quarterbacks there. Right, but you should still look pretty dominant. You know, yes. and their quarterback situation wasn't particularly great, and he still ends up with over 100 catches. So he's out there consistently making you better. And even though he isn't the fastest 40, uh, they would throw him like quick passes and he could make plays after the catch, which isn't the case for all 6'4 guys. So Pittman is number two for me. I'm going to go with the local kid from St. John's. Ben Barch is my third guy. Mm, wow. The, the NFL does not usually take these guys very seriously if they come out of nowhere. But here's my logic on this. If you come out of St. John's and you have put yourself on the map at the Senior Bowl against guys who went to Bama and went to Georgia, and you're playing up against some of the best of the best, and you hold your own, you perform pretty well, plus your athletic profile fits, I like the look of you. I like the chances of that player turning out. And then everyone goes, man, never saw that coming, that that guy from St. John's was a fourth-round pick, ends up being a quality NFL player. But it happened with Ali Marpet, and I think it's going to happen with him. Well, I think that's a position that he plays. You can't really fake it. You, yep. you know what I mean? You're, yep. you're not going to fool people because the strength is such an imperative part, strength, agility. And, and to me, if you're doing that at that level against the talent he saw in the Senior Bowl, that has to count for something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that the Senior Bowl is a huge deal, uh, and I see a lot every year of those performances there in the practices that do translate to which guys work out. The most notable that stands out in my mind is Cooper Cup went there and yeah. just dominated everyone. It was like, somebody better draft this guy because <laughs> yeah. he's annihilating players who are way up higher on the boards than him. Uh, A.J. Uh, Terrell is my fourth guy, the corner Ooh. from Clemson. People got like down it. on him because of the national championship, but LSU annihilated everybody. So I don't know what to make of that. He was he's he's long and he's lanky. He's like a Zimmer corner, and he's also talked about as being somebody who has the hang on for extreme draft verbiage here. He okay. has the fluidity to track yeah. NFL wide receivers. That's a huge deal. You can't have those stiff hips, Myron. No, no, no. And he he to me, you know, it's it's unfair that anybody can be compared to. In a game against LSU, I mean, everybody looked bad against LSU. But, no, I really like him, man. I think that's another guy who can come in and make an impact uh, right away, which is which is so difficult to do. There's such a learning curve for a lot of these young defensive players going from college to the pros. But he's one of those guys you can see in a rotation right away, and he's making an impact. So I have six. I cheated. Yep. I didn't know we were cheating, but if you had told me that, I would have cheated too. But, you know, okay. All right. looks like you put me at a disadvantage. You're going to be so. that way. Um, because even though I have another guy that I really like uh, who is not a quarterback, I have to put this down on paper, Jalen Hurts. Um, So uh, Eric Eager, who comes on the show all the time, did this cool study where he took uh, the draft verbiage from Dane Brugler's massive uh, project where he does this huge, what would you call it, a draft guide. And he sort of ran numbers on... You know, what makes sense for guys to succeed with X, Y, and Z? Like, who do they profile like who had similar scouting reports? And Jalen Hurts has a lot of the same words that are used in scouting reports for him and Deshaun Watson. Like, the arm strength isn't perfect, he holds onto the ball too long, things like that. But he does have a lot of accuracy. And you know what I like about the guy most is his character. The way that yeah. he handled going from Bama to Oklahoma and just all he did was put himself right up there in the Heisman conversation 
huge numbers. The guys who have put up huge numbers, Mayfield and Kyler Murray, have both translated pretty quickly to the NFL from Oklahoma, so I'm not worried about that thing. I'm putting it down on paper. Jalen Hurts. I love it, man. I think if there's anybody in this draft where you go, okay, who's going to get better between now and the start of the season? Like, like who's really going to be dialed in? Jalen Hurts has to be at the top of that list. He's already dealt with transition. He's handled it well, as you've mentioned. And I think he's the kind of guy who's going to come into a system, respect the operation, respect everybody, work hard, uh, and he'll just continue to improve. And I think you know the moment will never be too big for him. That's what he proved in college, that this guy has been criticized by the entire world because he led his team to the national championship, struggles in the first half, gets replaced by Tua, and suddenly he's an afterthought Mm -hmm. to rebuilding his whole career at Oklahoma and proving what it takes to – you know, come back, man. I think, you know, that journey alone is why I respect him so much. And there's something to a guy I've probably said a number of times on the show over the last few weeks because it's draft season. That's how it goes. But uh, when you are at the goal line and you take the ball from a wildcat type of play, and it's a QB keeper, and you go face-to-face with a linebacker from Alabama or Georgia or something, and you run straight into that linebacker and you end up in the end zone, I'm interested. Because toughness at this position, even though yep. we've made it softer, you can't land on the quarterback anymore. You can't pick him up by <laughs> do the horse collar and swing him around and throw him or anything like that. <laughs> oh, I miss the old horse yeah, collar days. <laughs> Lawrence Taylor and Bruce Smith might have had a little more trouble these days. Uh, I think so. Safely sacking quarterbacks. <laughs> toughness is still a huge deal. Mental toughness, physical toughness, strength, power. like Those things all matter in football. And he's he is... Uh, a very strong person. And, uh, you know, you look at some other quarterbacks who weren't even the most accurate, who use their athleticism to make up for some of their shortcomings when throwing the ball or reading defenses or whatever it might be. I mean, even Tyrod Taylor is a huge success as a sixth-round pick. And and somebody who is not as tough as Hurts when it comes to, like, slamming into people. He's not as thick. But Vince Young couldn't really throw the ball accurately and had no idea what was going on in the field and still won a lot of football games. So yeah. I'm I'm willing to take him over ending up with somebody who's like Matt McGloin or whatever. Like, yeah. how many Landry Joneses exactly. have you seen? Like, I don't need that. No. So if this doesn't work out, he's still probably pretty good because of that. So he's fifth. And just the other guy, the other two guys I wrote down for possibilities, not cheating, Myron. This is just possibility. Wait a minute. Do you have a list of eight? Oh, I had more than that. That's why the half of them are canceled. You, you right? told me five, though. I, I told you five, but I'm just going to say the other names that I wrote down just because. Okay. All right. You want to? You can have a couple more no, names. No, no. You, you, you're that guy. Go uh, do it, man. Curtis no, Weaver from Boise State is interesting okay. to me because he's a really smart guy and had huge production at Boise State. If you're going to play at Boise State, you better sack the hell out of everybody, and that's what he did. And we talked about this guy as a potential Vikings pick, K.J. Hill. He's small, but man, is he fast. And also dominated the Senior Bowl. So... I like KJ a lot. I won't. I won't give full analysis on those because those were cheating. But yeah, I mean, I just didn't know we were if we were doing a list of eight. I would have had eight. I mean, I, that's all. You know. Okay. See, you know, and you sent me a DM <laughs> earlier this week, and you wanted me to help you with an argument that you were having with a friend who yeah. played professional football. But now, why should I help? I get accused <laughs> of cheating with a list. Uh, you're you're on well, your own here. Go ahead and explain. Uh, listen, you you got a list of thirteen people. I just didn't know. I was underprepared. Dra- draft sleepers, uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if I don't know, we you had like a first, second, and third string. I would have had that too, man. 
Now, so a buddy of mine who did play All-American at Northern Illinois, uh, went on to play a long career in the CFL before he got hurt, got got uh, some NFL opportunity, but really good player, now he's a coach. He posted that cornerbacks, and he played cornerback, uh, and defensive back is the most athletic position on the field, and there was sort of a debate about that. And then I reached out to you and said, what do you think? You know, And I think we both agreed that, yes, uh, defensive backs have to be versatile, You've got to have the quick hips and agility and speed and all those things. But I think you have to have those things because you're up against the most athletic position on the field, which is wide receiver, right? There's two options for me. Wide receiver is number one. And I present you with Julio Jones, a six foot three, 220 pound human who somehow ran a four three with a 39 inch vertical. Like that, that vertical is approaching Derrick Rose's vertical. Yes. And the, the 40 yard dash is damn near the record. Uh, I mean, it's close, right? What's the record like? Uh, four two something. Yeah, and, yeah. And so, I, it's and uh, this website, Mock Draftable, gives you the percentiles. So he is in terms of weight percentile in the eighty eighty seventh percentile of wide receivers, wow. and runs in the ninety fifth in that's terms of speed, <laughs> and broad jump in the ninety eighth. <laughs> That's not, not fair. This guy, like, I, I can see why they traded up for him after watching his combine. But my other one might be defensive end because, yeah. you know, I would present to you Daniil Hunter, who is just, you know, I mean, now, now it does depend a little bit on how you think of athleticism. If we're talking about, like, the pure freakish things that you can do, being 6'5 and 250 and running a 4'5'7 is so freakish, I don't even know what to say about it. But. There is another element to receivers that you have to have coordination and like yep. tiny detailed movements at six foot three, 220 pounds and running that fast. It's not just about those things. It's also about like the, the detail that you have to play the position with and, and all the athletic movements, the contorting of your body to make catches and stuff like that. I think that goes well beyond what generally corners are asked to do, even if it's, it's a very highly athletic position. Well, I think about my favorite, one of my favorite players in any sport of all time, Julius Peppers, who was basically like 40 years old, and the Panthers are like, no, we'll still use you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. he, like, like he's athletic. He's so athletic. But they're like, no, no, we'll we'll play you in different spots. I mean, I think he made a couple starts, like maybe half the last two years in Carolina, he was a starter. And that guy had lost some of the speed, the edge, but he just still had this athleticism, man, that you really can't teach. And I think in today's NFL, certainly, man, defensive end uh, has become one of those positions where you have to be a freakish athlete. I always think about it like, imagine if all of our best defensive ends in the NFL had pursued a career in like the UFC. Like, can you imagine Julius <laughs> Peppers deciding <laughs> yes. that he doesn't want to play football and he just yes. wants to beat people up? Like, I think he'd be a champion somewhere, right? So, uh, no, defensive end is another good Good call, man, especially the guys who are moving all around the field and kind of these hybrids who are shifting from maybe outside linebacker, depending on the scheme they're in. So, no, you you have to be a really good athlete at that position. Now, there is a website called Relative Athletic Scores that takes all of the combine performances and pro day performances and adds them all up by percentile at each spot to give you a 1 to 10 score because people have time on their hands to do stuff. 
And uh, so I've pulled up quarterbacks and the most athletic, the historical most athletic quarterbacks of all time. And several of them, a, a number of them had, you know, long careers. So I want you to give some guesses who you think scored somewhere between 9.9 and 10 on the most athletic quarterbacks of all time by this website. And well, this, is just, this is just like combine and, and, and such. I mean, Michael Vick is at the top of that list. Michael imagine. Vick is surprisingly not at the top of this list. Wow. And the reason why is because of his height. So this, this factors in height, height and weight. Okay. So he's still over a nine. But if you are, what was he, maybe six foot tall, 5'11", yeah. th- that's going to be a tick off for you. If you if, even if you run a 4.3, that's not like being 6'5 and running a 4'3". Uh, so Cam Newton's at the top. So of the Cam list, Newton is, yes, uh, the uh, most athletic quarterback of all time. But surprisingly, he is tied with Vinny Testaverde and Dante what? Culpepper. Yes. And so, wow. so here's the list of guys who made it. Vinny Testaverde, Dante Culpepper, Cam Newton are all tied with a 10 out of 10. So they're the most athletic quarterbacks of all time. Right after that, Josh McCown. Wow. The Josh McCown is the next most athletic Amazing. quarterback ever beyond Cam Newton. Uh, Akili Smith, that didn't work out so good. Oh, man. Akili. That's the McNabb draft, right? Uh, it's Akili, yes. McNabb. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, that did not work out so great. Logan Thomas, who became a tight end. Marcus Mariota. Kyle Bowler, that didn't work out. Tim Tebow. Blaine Gabbert. And here's the one that I, I had like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Am I reading this right? Chad Pennington. Okay, cancel the list. Yeah. There's just no way. Chad Pennington. Here's what's interesting. A bunch of those guys had long careers. They weren't starters necessarily yeah. through their whole careers, but they played for a long time. You know? At Chad Man. the thing about Chad Pennington is his height and weight, six four, two thirty, and he still ran a four eight and still had a thirty three inch vertical. And so like Wow. If you're factoring in how massive the guy was which I never thought of him as being huge, but 6'4", 230. Is how, yeah, that is big. Quincy Carter is in this list. Brady Quinn. Oh, Quincy Ar- Carter. Yeah, Quincy Carter. For a minute, it looked like that was going to work out. Out of Georgia, right? Uh, Georgia? Uh, yes, Where correct. Quincy, yeah. Yep, played for Dallas. You have, yep. naturally, Cordell Stewart. But here's the funny thing about oh, this. Cordell, Colorado. Like how this works out. You have also Neil O'Donnell. So coming out, Neil O'Donnell was a like playing athletically and being athletic are not the I, same thing. I, I would want to put all of these quarterbacks in one room as they all like look around the room, like Cam Newton's trying to figure out how like Blaine Gabbert and Chad Pennington <laughs> are in the same room as him in terms of most athletic quarterbacks. I'd love to see. Yeah, that. I'm gonna have to look up like if we even have any sort of real data on Neil O'Donnell. Maybe they had like a pro day or something in 1990 because that. I mean, that's a that's a real throwback to be mixed in there. Yeah. They're trying to really like gather some data, but the guys that are past 2000 are much more accurate. So anyway, that's that's a fun list to look at. Um, the last thing I wanted to run by you, I asked Courtney this yesterday, and she had the worst answer of all time. And I hope she's like getting ready and listening. Um, <laughs> I. So the Jordan 10-part series is going to be amazing. I can't wait. Can't wait, man. Um, Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. I asked her who she'd like to see with the NFL, and she said Tom Brady, and I vomited. Um, (laughs) Who would you like to see a 10-part series? What NFL player ever would you sit down for 10 straight hours to watch? So my my question was, does that have to be current? Can it be former? Or you want current? Uh, It could be anybody. Anybody in NFL history that you would want to watch 10 hours of content on. It has to be Brett Favre. It has mm-hmm. to be, to me. It has yeah. to be Brett from the beginning to the end. Brett Favre, to me, from, you know, 
Mississippi to the Falcons to the Packers and then all the off-field stuff, it has to be Brett. Because I think that would just be incredible to me. Ten parts of Brett Favre? Yeah, I'm watching that all day. So Brett Favre is certainly at the top of my list. I said Moss. I mean, that the, there are certain people who, no matter how much you learn about them, you feel like you still don't know everything that you want to know. And yeah. Randy Moss is in that ballpark. And, and Brett Favre is, too, that you never get tired of hearing stories and learning more about Brett Favre and Randy Moss. Oh, I'd, I'd love to hear more about Randy Moss. I, I think the advantage with this documentary on MJ is that, like, MJ gave the green light to, yes. to everything, yep. you know? So that, to me, is the difference. Is like MJ sat down and basically said, this is going to be the defining project of my life. And it usually takes these guys some years to get to that point, usually yeah. maybe in their 40s or 50s when they're like, there's nothing else to hide. It's all in the past. So I would love to see Randy Moss get to that point where he's like, okay, here are all the real stories. Yeah, and the uh, the 30 for 30 on Moss, I think it's an hour and a half. It's so good. Yeah, my and, buddy did it, man. My buddy Marquise is the oh, one who did okay. it. okay. I, did, so I didn't know that, you, that you're I'll tell you a quick story. Yeah, here's, here's a quick story about it. They couldn't get Randy, right? They call Randy, hey, we're doing this documentary. He's hard to get. They, they can't get Randy. So they're trying to call him like they're doing a documentary based on Randy Moss's life, and they can't get him. So they just fly out to Rand, uh, West Virginia, where Randy Moss does this annual camp for kids, and they basically just kind of like walk up to him. and They're like, hey, man, we're here. <laughs> we want to yeah. do this. What do you think? And Randy was like, all right, cool. We'll sit down and do it. Like That's when they did all the Randy Moss interviews. That's amazing. It wasn't like some planned thing. They just kind of showed up and basically said, hey, would you talk to us? And it turned into that. That is incredible. I, I think yeah. it changed the entire way all of us looked at Randy Moss after 100%. That because you felt like you understood all the things that you didn't. Like, why is he acting this way? He's such a huge star. Why does he seem upset all the time? Like, why, why does he have these problems? And then it really takes you behind all of those things and his drive to be as successful. And even, it never left me what he talked about playing with his buddies in a field for a game that had yeah. no rules. It was like, this is one of the only guys ever that played like there were no rules that applied to him yep. in the NFL. Yep. So, that yeah, that's really cool. And I would take nine more hours of learning more about uh, Randy Moss and his background. So, all right, Myron, the next time we talk, we're going to have players drafted to break down. Cannot How wait. How about that? Can't right. wait. It will be a time. Uh, I have demanded that Courtney make her list of five and only five, because it's my show. Yeah. I can make eight if I want. Let her know you cheat. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, Myron. So we won't be all ever right, talking again. And uh, <laughs> all right, Thanks for your time, as always, Myron. All right, bro. See you. All right. We'll be right back. Courtney's going to have her list, her five players that she would go to bat for, or as they say in football, stand on the table. And we have a report on the status of Anthony Harris to discuss when we return on Purple Daily. Score North and many of our local advertising partners remain open for business, and you can hear from them daily right here on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the free Score North mobile app. We're all in this together, and you can hear how you can support our local community by visiting scorenorth.com, keyword open. Need a gift idea for the outdoor adventure in your life? Shop the Allbirds Mizzle Collection, made with water-repellent puddle guard technology and ZQ-certified merino wool with a low environmental impact. 
it's a natural fit for winter runs. And Allbirds offsets the carbon footprint to make their mizzle collection carbon neutral, so you can take comfort in treading lighter. Get on their nice list this year with the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com.